All right, real quick, people, before we get into today's show, we've just released a new course, Periodization for Periods, all around how to train women around their monthly cycle, and we've got it on special. If you're interested, click the link in the show notes. You are now listening to the Fitness Education Online Podcast, the podcast where fitness professionals go to grow their fitness business. If you're in the fitness industry, you'll find tips and strategies from proven business experts. Now, let's start the show. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Fitness Education Online Podcast. I am super excited because we've got a couple of awesome guests on the line this week. Usually, it's just one person we bring on, but we're so lucky this week we get two for the price of one. Uh, And we're also talking about a very interesting, unique, and important topic. A lot of people that come on this show, we speak about training principles, how to lose fat, how to build muscle, how to run a marathon. Um, also a lot of, a lot of, um, principles around the, the science side of things. Then a lot of, a lot of marketing people, how to use Facebook, how to use Instagram, how to do sales. But I don't think we've had anyone speak about this topic here, which is how to protect and enhance your voice. Now, That's important for anyone in the world, I think, specifically if you're a personal trainer because you're doing a lot of um, talking, specifically if you're a group fitness instructor because you're doing a lot of yelling, specifically if you're an outdoor boot camp instructor because you're doing a lot of yelling uh, without the microphone. So I've brought a couple of experts on. So without further ado, I've got Noelle Nocciolo and Ashley Fitzsimmons. Noelle and Ashley, how are you two both? We're doing. How are you? Yes, I'm awesome. And actually, I'll just preface something as well. I should have mentioned this before the podcast. Um, What I'll do in this podcast is I might even just ask each of you questions specifically. Because, you know, sometimes you ask a question with three people, no one answers. The listeners are like, did my signal cut out? So, Noelle, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Great. Ashley, how are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you. Awesome. Now, I'll get each of these ladies to spend a minute and introduce themselves. But just as an overview, they've got an online CEC course all about, or sorry, uh, online and face-to-face CEC course all about how personal trainers can protect, enhance, uh, protect and enhance their voice. There's another P. It's P-E-P, isn't it? What's the? It's preserve, enhance, and protect. There we go. All right. Let's get a bit of background on the both of you. Noelle, who are you? Where are you from? What's your background? How'd you get into protecting uh, voice? So, right. So I'm, I'm Noelle. I'm from the United States, but I'm also an EU dual citizen. Thank you, Italian family. I came, I lived in New York City for 15 years and had a front row seat to boutique fitness back in the day before anyone knew what that was and came to New York City as a performer was, came for university and stayed. So had a reasonable background in dance, vocal music, and theater. So as I pivoted into group fitness and specifically into the indoor cycling sector, it really honestly has not mattered where I've been in the world over the last few years when I drop into a boot camp, a yoga class, a Pilates class, a cycling class, anywhere in the world, I hear one of two things. I either hear excellent programming, great coaching, very flat vocals, Or I'll hear excellent programming, great coaching, and instructors screaming on a mic, and Mm -hmm. I hear the voice damage. I hear like they sound like Tom Waits or like they've just swallowed glass. And so after hearing this over and over, I thought, you know, 
not everybody comes to group fitness or to personal training with a performance background. My mm. background is not in anatomy and kinesiology or sports science. I'm coming into fitness from a very different perspective, coming in as as an artist. That doesn't make me any better or worse than than you, for example. You and I have wildly different backgrounds. Uh, it just means that my vantage point into fitness is quite different. So I got to thinking, wouldn't it be great for personal trainers and group fitness instructors to have the resources that I learned, some of which I learned at theater school and undergrad, to be able to be more compelling coaches? And as well, be able to have tools and resources so that they're not damaging, stressing out, losing money, subbing out last minute, disappointing members and clients um, when they wake up without a voice. So that's how I was originally uh, uh, connected to Ashley. We have a mutual friend and she has the the gaps in my knowledge that I don't have. She had and she'll, of course, introduce herself. Uh, but I figured, you know, why not work with somebody fantastic who ha- is going to be able to reach trainers in a way very differently from the way I will reach trainers. So that's how we ended up becoming connected. And I knew that I wanted to be able to reach all format group fitness instructors and personal trainers on a subject matter that's really not getting talked about. Yes, I agree. And not getting talked about, but I'm sure everyone listening to this feels it in their voice right now. Uh, (laughs) Ashley, who are you? Where are you from? What's your background? How'd you get into it? Absolutely. So I'm Ashley Fitzsimmons Olson, and I am also from the United States. And I am a speech language pathologist. Now, I believe um, around the world, we're called different things, sometimes speech and language therapist, uh, speech therapist. But we treat communication disorders across the lifespan from from nearly birth until um, geriatrics. And, And we deal with not only, you know, articulation of words, but um how our our voice is produced and there are tons of different voice disorders that may cause um someone to need to go see a speech language pathologist so that's my current role and that's the background that i bring scientifically and clinically to um this this voice coaching role but i also have a background in theater performance just like noel so i um i was a singer actor dancer and taught lots of um dance classes acting classes voice lessons so i was just constantly on the go 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 with my voice and i'll i'll give you a little bit of an of a story from my undergrad in the theater, I um, was teaching dance classes in a high school gymnasium. So horrible acoustics, just mm-hmm. shouting, shouting, shouting over and over and over again. And I overdid it that day. And I completely lost my voice waking up the next morning, had nothing. Um, and I had an audition the day mm-hmm. after that. And so it was, it was, it was an ugly scene. Um and, you know, that was, that was me being trained, right? Mm-hmm. So that was in my theater training. I knew what I was supposed to do and what I wasn't supposed to do, but I did the wrong thing anyway. 
Um, and, and it wasn't until I was in my voice disorders course in my master's degree in speech language pathology that I finally made the connection, like what happened there and why I should not be shouting all the time and why I need to take care of my voice and why I need to be very intentional, intentional of, of my voice use about my voice use. So, um, I think that having all of that background and all of those things come together is, is part of why I share the knowledge in the way that I do, because, um, you know, as fitness instructors, you all have a background somewhat in, in the anatomy and physiology of the, the formats you teach. Right. So, if if you're going to understand how to protect a part of the body, it's, you've got to understand all of the science that goes with it. So, yeah. so that's kind of where I'm coming from. Well, I'm excited because we've obviously got two very qualified, experienced professionals here. So let's, let's dive into it. Let's maybe start the experienced instructor. Let's say there's someone they've been instructing for years. They have done no training with voice at all, which is probably most people listening to this. And now like they feel it, you know, they're, they're, it hurts to talk or it hurts to yell, or, you know, maybe they're okay on Monday, but by the time it gets to Friday, like their voice is gone. Any tips for those people in terms of, I guess, the recovery side of things, we'll get to some tips, obviously, for people that, that are good for anyone before you teach a class, do these things. But in terms of, I guess, the recovery side of things, any tips there? And who might start with you, Ashley, because you're off, off mute. What tips have sure. you got there? So I first want to start off by saying, if it's ever hurting if it's hurting you to speak, if it's hurting you just in general, if you're feeling pain in your throat, you need to see a doctor. Mm. Uh, and, and that is something that it's, it's really great if you can develop a relationship with an ear, nose and throat doctor yeah, prior to having these. Yeah. yeah. So it's prior- like you'd go to a general practitioner, they'd send you to a ENT. Yep. Yeah, okay. Gotcha. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on where you are in the world, how yeah, that yeah. works. I think we got um, it similar over here, but yeah. Yeah. So, so you do want to get that checked out and they're going to probably want to look at your, your vocal folds to mm-hmm. see whether or not you've got um, a nodule growing mm-hmm. on, on one or both of your vocal folds, or, you know, you may have a polyp, which is, is more like a, like a blister, whereas nodules are more like a callus, right? And and those are things that are going to impact the sound of your voice and they could be causing you some discomfort. So those are things that we really, really want to make sure are being monitored and followed by a medical professional um, because they're going to be that if, if, if you do have some sort of pathology, mm. they're going to be the ones that are your first line of treatment. And then you may need to seek the services of a speech language pathologist as well. Um, but so if, if it's more like your voice is starting to get tired and you're, mm. you're starting to run out of steam um, after teaching a few classes, a big thing that I would suggest is building in some vocal rest for yourself. Um, so we usually suggest about 10 to 15 minutes of vocal rest for every hour you're speaking, which seems like a lot of time to carve out, um, it, especially if you're teaching like back to back to back. 
Um, but that's going to be very, very important in helping you be able to recover and recuperate. Um, that that rest is really, really big. So let's let me just get my head around that. Vocal rest is what just complete silence. Is that what you're saying there? Yes. Gotcha. And has it got to be, let's say you mentioned back to back to back. Let's say I'm teaching at a, a gym and I've got the 6 a.m. and the 7 a.m. and the 8 a.m. kind of back to back to back, or maybe say there's five minutes in between or something. Can you build up that rest and be like, right, three hours, now I'm going to not talk for 30 minutes? Or is it literally got to be the hour, the, the 60, 10 kind of thing? No, you can build that up. Um, okay. It's 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 best if you can build in some rest between those classes, but that's not how it always works. Mm. Uh, but but something you can do to give yourself a little bit of a break between those classes is maybe communicate via via writing, oh, or maybe you have a sign like "I'm resting my voice." Just give me a few minutes. Yeah. Um, so so if if you need to build up the rest toward the end, that's fine too. Um, but I always encourage people to build that rest in as much as possible um, and, and give yourself some, some additional tools to help because mm. whispering is not vocal rest, mm. right? That, that is straining on your voice. Um, and, and just talking quietly is not vocal rest. Mm. So really you, you do need to be silent. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, great tip. And I think my takeaway from there is like, cause I get it from the, the group side where it's like, you can't always do it. If it's, even if there is a 10 minute gap between classes, a lot of the time, some people are going to hang around and you have a conversation with them. Some people are coming early and it's kind of part of your job. So it's not always practical. So I think, yeah, like how you said, you can batch it up. And what I kind of take away there is let's say you are teaching two, three classes on the bat, right? Don't spend, don't do two, three classes on the bat. And then spend half an hour talking to the reception at the front desk and then get on speakerphone in the car and speak for, you know, 10 minutes while you're driving home and then go and have a conversation with your, you know, your family there for the next hours, like find somewhere, you know, even just sit in that car for 30 minutes and, and tell your partner that you're running stuck in traffic or whatever, like do something to, to break it there. So love that. Noel, did you have anything to add on that side of things? No, you nailed it. Bingo. Exactly that. And the same on the fitness convention and conference side of it, right? I mean, when was the last time you attended an event and heard even equipment sales managers who are speaking with clients all day yeah, long on the yeah. floor at a conference, then they're taking them for drinks and yeah. dinner. And there's an event you know, yeah. on an after hours event. I mean, everybody sounds like trash by the end, right? Yeah. yeah. So really, and Ashley calls it budgeting your vocal cash. So mm, you're wanting to really think just if you're in training mode for an event or you have a benchmark of competition as an athlete, you're wanting to train your voice and your rest in the same way, right? Mm. So you're not going for a, a loud brunch after you've seen five clients in the morning, ended your day with a boot camp. You're not, you're not going for a loud dinner after that. Yes, that's exactly it. Yep, I love it. Now, I don't know if you can give me a social tip here, because this is one thing I struggle to. I try and do that. I'm like, right, I spent all this time talking, especially like at a conference. Then I'm like, cool, you know, let me go and sit down and, and have something to eat. And then the person next to me will start speaking to me or run into someone I know. And, you know, I don't want to kind of be rude. Let me just get your both of your opinion on that. 
let's take a quick break. When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. Sure. Well, I'm an introvert. <laughs> I know it doesn't feel that way. I've been working with group fitness teams for over a decade, but I I really will excuse myself and leave campus yeah, or wherever yeah. for 20 minutes just to give my brain a break so that I can come back and be fresh with everyone. Yeah. And that was before I started really looking at my at my vocal use. Yeah. So I would recommend doing that if you'd yeah, like. Right That's there. not possible. When you get home from your event, you're texting, you're not calling your spouse or calling your kids and speaking to them on the phone. You're, you're sending a text message. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Ashley, any tips on that situation? I think Noel nailed it right there. I, it's really just best if you're going to ensure the vocal rest to remove yourself from that situation. Um, but no, yes. like, no, like funny glasses I can put on that say on there, like I'm resting my voice or, or something like that. That would be good. I mean, I, I would love that. Yeah. <laughs> I think we could market that. Right. Yeah. Or even though I'm an introvert, don't speak to me, just get that on a hat or something like that. But awesome. All right. No, cool. That's great. Let's move on from there and let's speak about now, maybe some, I don't know whether voice hygiene is the word or just um, voice protection. Like maybe there's a new trainer listening to this. That's just started teaching group exercise. And we're like, right, we, I think there's two sides we can look at this. We can say he's had to project your voice loudly and make sure that you're heard so you don't need to yell. But also maybe here are some, I don't know, exercises or things you can do there. Um, are they separate? That's probably a, a question there. Are they kind of two separate conversations? He's how to project your voice and to be loud and he's how to protect your voice. Or is that the one? What would What would you say, Noel? I think that they're two sides of the same coin, quite frankly, because unless we're teaching Zumba, right, we are going to be using our voice to Mm. inspire, to give direction, to give uh, hands-on adjustment. We are going to be be using our voice no matter what. Yep. Okay. Well, let's do it then. What's what's tip number one? Let's maybe we'll go tip for tip. Noel, what's your number one tip to pep your voice? For new instructors, yeah. remember that just because something is common does not mean that it is normal. Oh, good. Just because you hear people yelling into a microphone does not mean that that is normal, nor does it mean that that's what you should be doing. Mm. The microphone has one job, and that is to make you sound louder. That's it. It amplifies your voice. That's it. It does not make you sound more clear. If you sound like you have marbles in your mouth, it's going to sound like louder marbles in your mouth when you're speaking into a microphone. So I would encourage, we'll get into microphone use, of course, but I would encourage really sitting with, gosh, just because I'm used to hearing something does not necessarily mean that that's normal. Please Mm -hmm. don't yell into the mic. Just Mm -hmm. speak like people speak, right? The Mm -hmm. mic will do its job. Great. Love it. 
All right, Ashley, your number one tip. So my big tip is, especially for new instructors, get in the habit of warming up your voice. Mm. Um, Just like you would warm up every other part of your body before you're going to do physical activity, you also need to warm up your voice. Um, So some really, really easy, simple warm-ups start with just humming um, up and down a scale. Give us, give, give us, give, give us an example because someone like me who's got no performance musical background, I barely know what humming is. I got no idea what a scale is. <laughs> Absolutely. Can you give us so like we're a, gonna, we're, yeah, we're go, going go. to start low, right? Can I try that? Yes. Am I going low to high and then back down, or am I just yeah. going okay? So start, wait, can you do that one more time and do it really loud so I can, I can get Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got back. Okay. All right. Let me try. I'm so embarrassed. So listeners don't like unsubscribe or like, you know, leave bad reviews because I can't hum properly, but <laughs> first time doing it. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I was embarrassing. Could you even hear that? Yes. Okay. I don't have the same range as you, Ashley. Yours felt like I went for about a minute. Mine went for about a second, but okay. I, I get the idea. Yes. And that's, and it's really important. You know, if your range is smaller, keep it smaller, right? We don't need to push. We're just, we're just humming. We're just trying to get the vocal folds moving and get everything working. Um, so it doesn't have to be super, super low and it doesn't, ha- you don't have to go super, super high in the range. We want that to be really in a comfortable middle range um, because we don't want to be pushing our voice when we're warming up. Just nice and easy. You can hum your favorite tune. Um, you can buzz your lips and do a scale like this. Up and down and up and down. It's the same kind of principle Um, just to get the vocal folds moving and to to prepare your voice for all the work it's about to do. Gotcha. And he's humming the best or just a simple one or there's some other alternatives or what's your take there? Humming is great because it's super, super easy. Mm. It's a little bit more discreet mm. too, right? It can be a little quieter. So if, yeah. if you don't want to draw a whole lot of attention to yourself, um, you can hum. But humming is also something called a semi-occluded vocal tract exercise. And that's a big term, meaning essentially it changes the direction that the air is flowing out of your vocal tract. So um, if you're humming, it, the sound and the air is diverted through your nose, which leads right into that projection because that is the type of uh, sound we want to get when we're projecting in a really, really healthy way. It's a little bit more nasally. Um so, so those semi-occluded vocal tract exercises like humming essentially equalize the air pressure above and below the vocal folds. So they're really able to vibrate and move in a nice, healthy way without a whole lot of resistance. That's great. So my take for that for the listeners, I think 
you're out there and you're running those early morning boot camps, I think it could be common, you know, you wake up at five, you know, you sneak out of the house before anyone kind of sees you, you're driving in the car, you haven't said a word, you know, and then all of a sudden before you start your car, maybe you get a few minutes to have some talk and then boom, you're onto it, you're yelling. Humming could be good there. You know, you wake up as you're getting your protein shake, do a bit of humming. As you're in your car driving to, to boot camp or to class, do a bit of humming, right? And then I think maybe similar if you're like, if you kind of work from home during the day, you got a home office and then you're, you're heading out at 4 p.m. or 5 p.m. to teach the p.m. class and you haven't spoken, you know, all day. Okay, right. Same kind of thing. Do a bit of humming before you leave. Driving in the car, you know, do some humming. Even as you're setting up kind of the studio or whatever, do some humming. Yeah, yeah. Love it. All right. Let's get to tip number two. Noel, what's your second? We might go three tips each. So sure. second tip. I wanted to also mention too, that if you are on Instagram and would like to go to our page, we have three voice warm up and cool down exercises pinned to the top. So if you thought, gosh, I don't want to forget to do my humming, maybe I could save it or email it to myself, message it to myself, head on over to at pep for fit pros, and you're going to see it right at the top pinned. So I wanted to be sure to mention that too. Awesome. I'm checking it out right now. All right. right on. So I would say another tip, irrespective of whether somebody's been in the business forever or for a short period of time is hydration, water, 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 all the time, water. And we start, our bodies start absorbing water three hours before it will actually register. Am I saying that right, Ashley? I just said that. And I don't think that it, it, you know how you'll say something and you go, wait, did that make sense? Am I saying that correctly? Do you know what I'm getting at, right? Yes. Yeah. So three hours before we actually do our sweaty exercise is when we're going to need to start hydrating so that we're ready for said sweaty exercise. So if you are teaching the 5 or 6 a.m. boot camp, going to bed hydrated is going to be very key because hydration isn't just for our physical body. It's also for our voice. We want to keep everything moving and flexing and waving and all of the all of the ing's so by doing lots of extra water that will definitely be something that we will be able to uh, benefit from as we're teaching as we're going through our lives hydration love it awesome all right ashley tip number two for you Okay, I'm going to build on Noelle's tip, actually, and and give another vocal hygiene tip. Um, and that is to avoid caffeine. Oh, no. <laughs> if it's possible. Forever? I know. Is this forever? Know. Or... Not forever. No, okay. not forever. Um, you know, it, certainly I love a cup of coffee in the morning. And I'll make sure and drink as much water as I did coffee, right? Right afterward, just to make sure that we're putting a lot more of that water back into the system. Um, because caffeine is actually, it's going to dehydrate mm. your body and your vocal folds. So just make sure that, you know, if you are consuming that anything with caffeine, you're going to want to make sure you're continuing to drink water. You're just putting more and more and more fluids in your body. Um, and then again, to build on that hydration. So Noel did mention that it, it takes three hours or so to, for that 
water that you drink to be processed by your body and start to hydrate all of the systems that it needs to hydrate. There it is. That's what I was trying to say. (laughs) Is that it? Um, so, so we refer to that as systemic hydration. We can also give our vocal folds a quick shot of topical hydration. If the air is really dry where you are, or if you're just feeling a little dry and scratchy, and you can do that by getting a personal humidifier or a nebulizer. So what that is, it's a little portable machine that creates a nice mist that you can then inhale. So some of them have like like an oxygen mask, if you think about that, it goes over the nose and mouth and you just turn it on and you breathe for a few minutes. And that um, nice air with that moisture is going to pass by your vocal folds and give you some topical hydration because water that you drink does not pass through your vocal folds. It's a different tube, so to speak. Okay. These humidifiers slash nebulizers, how much do they go for? Is this something a, an average person would buy, carry around, or is this like a more expensive thing? What what kind of indication can you give us there? There there's a bit of a price range, but oh. um I have I have a nice little one. I think it was more on the expensive end, like maybe about a hundred dollars US. Oh, is that uh, that's the expensive end. Th- that's the expensive end. Yeah. Oh, they're, okay. they're yeah, maybe fifty dollars. Yeah, that sounds like yeah. a good investment for a personal train for a group fitness instructor. Fifty bucks, and it can give you that instant hit. Yeah, yeah, it's. I think it's well worth it. Just you know, it, it feels nice too. It, yeah. it, it it's something that's kind of comforting. Because um, when we think about you know using a lozenge or something like that, mm-hmm. that's also comforting, but it's not going to give you the same benefit as a humidifier would yeah yeah awesome all right great tip you two got one more each for me sure ashley started to mention a lozenge which gets me thinking about clearing our throats and how horrible that is for anyone and this is the part of our interview where now that i've said it we're all going to have to fight to actually not want to clear our throats because yeah, yeah. I was just about when to we do were it then. when we were filming our course, I felt like every thirty minutes or so I would have some sort of nagging of wanting to clear my throat, even though I had just said how bad it was. Anyway, hard swallowing would be one that I would I would sub out for somebody that maybe is feeling a little scratchy or trying to get out of the habit of clearing one's throat hard swallowing their own saliva. If you don't have water, if you don't have a non-menthol lozenge would be another one. If you're feeling like, Ooh, I'm feeling a little dry. Hold on. Let me, let me just get my head on this. You're saying, you're saying like clearing the throat is bad. So if I was to go like, that's quite a, you're saying that's bad. We shouldn't do that. That's bad for your voice. Let's avoid that. Yes. Gotcha. And the hard, is that a hard swallow when you're saying you hard swallow? Is that what you're referring to as a hard swallow? So what I'm referring to as a hard swallow is when we actually do, and we don't have food or drink in our mouths, when we actually are taking a pause and swallowing. And that's okay for your voice or that's bad? So much better than clearing Mm -hmm. our throat. So that would be the alternative. If you are somebody that 
finds that you are a throat clearer, that would be one thing to do in its place rather than getting back into that nasty habit of clearing your throat. Yeah, that's great. Oh, I did not know that. That's a great tip. Thank you, Noel. You got it. All right. Lucky last for you, Ashley. Let's make it your, your best one. Oh boy. So this is one that is easy to forget about, and it is just as important as warming up. And that is cooling down. Mm. You need to cool down your voice after you've finished teaching for the day, just like you would cool down your muscles, right? You need to, you need to let everything wind down. We don't want to just stop. Um, so, so give that maybe, maybe a spend five minutes cooling down your voice after you're completely finished teaching and you're ready to begin that vocal rest after you've cooled down. So in order to cool down, you can do the same exact exercises that you do when you're warming up. So that humming up and down pitch, we want it to be very, very gentle. We don't need it to be loud or powerful, just something to ease your voice down from all of that work it's been doing. Great. Awesome tip. All right. I'm actually going to ask for one more tip for from each of you, though, but a slightly different, um, more probably a projection tip here. So I know all of these tips can help with, with projection as well. Um, but I figure there's probably some specific ones. I think your, your point, Noel, was like, hey, the microphone, your first one was the microphone will amplify your voice but it's not really going to make it clearer or anything like that. Any maybe tips for that person where, you know, they're not, whether they're, whether they're using a mic or they're just outside, like they can do all these things, but that won't necessarily make them have a louder, more powerful voice, right? A little slightly, but anyway, I think you get the point I'm I'm getting at there. Projection tips. What's your best one there, Noel? I would say to really Think about how you want to come across to your group and whether that's whatever your unique coaching persona is as a leader, think about how you're going to convey that to your members. And this this is a bit of a roundabout piece of, of, uh, of idea of feedback, but I would say, believe it or not, take a couple of minutes and get either a friend or colleague to audio record part of your class or have, if you're using your phone on airplane mode and you have an audio recording app on your phone or the voice memos app, find five minutes of your class to actually audio record yourself. And when you're in a good frame of mind, listen back to it and see if you can hear both your see what you feel about your vocal projection, about your tone, about how you are conveying what you are saying. And you might find that you'll hear yourself breathing, that you'll hear yourself gasping, that you'll hear hear yourself maybe not getting to the end of a sentence. And I think that may segue nicely into what I think Ashley is going to say about her tip. Let's hear it. Well, my tip is going to be making sure that you have adequate breath support for the sound that you're going to put out there, right? When you're projecting. So um, our vocal folds work because air is flowing through them. 
right? So if we don't have enough airflow or like when we're talking and we're running out of breath and we're going to the end of a sentence and we're just pushing and it just sounds and feels awful, that doesn't project the aura of a confident leader, right? Um, and you're not going to be very loud or powerful in, in your vocal projection, like volume wise and power wise. So we love to suggest that people explore something called diaphragmatic breathing or belly breathing. I'm sure, you know, a lot of your audience has heard about this. Like when, when we're breathing, um, we don't want to have our shoulders going up and down like this, you know, and this is a podcast, so you can't see what I'm doing, but um, we don't want our shoulders going up to our ears when we take a breath, because that's not a deep, nourishing, full breath, right? We want our belly to expand and we want to think about um, our whole rib cage area really as like a bucket handle right? So when we take a nice deep breath, we want that bucket handle to swing outward in all directions, front, side, back, as as big of an expansion as you can get there, because that means that air is being pulled as deep into your lungs as possible. And then that way you'll have enough breath to power that voice that you're trying to project. Um, Because you all are vocal athletes, right? It's, it's, it's more than just someone who is talking on the phone all day for their job. That's an occupational voice user for sure. But, but when you're trying to coordinate physical activity and speaking and trying to make sure that you're heard across the room or, or across a field outdoors, you really, really need to coordinate the, the breathing and the speaking and that movement. So, um, Finding that big, deep belly breath to propel that sound up and out is going to be really, really important for projection. Love it. Well, they're awesome tips. I'll just summarize them for the listeners. Uh, Noel's first tip. Number one, it was don't yell into the microphone. Let the microphone do its job. Uh, her second tip was hydration. Very important to be hydrated if you're going to be teaching classes. Uh, and her final tip was no clearing the throat. Do a um, a hard swallow instead. Ashley's tips. Number one was warm up the voice. You saw her great uh, humming and, and the one that I tried to do quite badly, but uh, <laughs> at least you know what not to do with that. So it was, it was warm up. It was cut down the coffee or use the humidifier uh, and also do a cool down as well. In terms of the projection tips, Noel essentially said, give yourself an audit, listen to the way how you sound and see how you can fix that up. Uh, And Ashley said, work on your breathing, diaphragmic uh, breathing will help with the voice. So awesome tips there for everyone listening. The the ladies have a course. I'll put the link down below. You can go and check that out. They do all sorts of uh, trainings as well. I'll put your, your website, your social media, everything there. Uh, in terms of other resources, let's say someone's listening to this and they're like, okay, these two women are great. I definitely want to take their course. I'm going to take the course soon, but I'd like to learn more about this topic. You know, what are some books I can read or podcasts I can listen to or, or people I can, uh, follow on Instagram. If you two can maybe give us one tip each of someone else to, to follow who talks about, uh, anything to do with voice. Let's start with you, Ashley, because we've always gone to Noel first. 
<laughs> Certainly. Well, we we have a ton of information on our Instagram profile. So definitely checking that out. But there is a book and I am blanking on the authors, but it's called The Voice Book. And I have loved it throughout um, my schooling. It was a resource not only in my undergrad for theater, but it was also a resource in my graduate program for um, speech language pathology. So it's called the Voice Book, and I, I got it. I got it right here. You got it. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Kate Devore and Star Cookman. That one. That's the one. Yes. Yes. Got it's it. a great resource. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, it was tough to find because it's Australians will, will understand this. We've got a big th- thing going on in Parliament at the moment with the voice. So I typed it in Google and it gave me all the um, the political issue that's going on over here at the moment. But I scrolled through and, and found the book. So all good. Uh, Noel, your best resource. I would say uh, the book that was a bestseller a couple of years back uh, by James Nestor, Breath, The New Science of a Lost Art. I know it doesn't sound like it's directly about the voice, but I think uh, your audience would be wise to, you know, give it a give it a check out. It talks a lot about how we're breathing as humans, stress in the body. And since we're talking about diaphragmatic breathing and how we are projecting in order to better reach our members, I think it's a worthwhile read. Yes, I think I um I heard him on the Joe Rogan show, I believe. I don't know if you called he's that episode. He's done the rounds. Yeah, 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 he's a heavy hitter in that space. Um awesome. All right. Well, that's pretty much all I wanted to get through today. Is there anything I should have asked you to but forgot to or anything you two wanted to finish this up with? Ashley, from your end. Absolutely. So, I just want to put it out there and give everyone the permission to try these things, like trying the warm up. Like I appreciate the bravery and trying the humming, you know, like (laughs) you can't get any worse than me. So anyone listening to this, you can't do any worse than I did. There's no bad or good. You're either doing it or you're not. And doing it is the good thing to be doing. Right. So it's, it's not about how you sound when you're warming up. It's, it's not about any of that. You're not trying to impress anybody. Yeah, you yeah. are just <laughs> trying to take care of your vocal folds. So, you know, I would encourage everybody to just be brave, give it a try. Um, even if it feels really, really silly. Um, if it's something you're not used to doing, just, just give it a shot. And, and the more you do it, the more comfortable you'll become. I love it. Noel, anything to finish off with on your end? I wanted to mention that the data that we pulled when we were ideating this course uh, during the height of the quarantine uh, is quite staggering because, I mean, I didn't even expect it to be quite as high as it is, but studies have shown that it's nearly 80% of group fitness instructors who are self-reporting symptoms or diagnoses of vocal problems. I thought it would have been more. You're telling me there's, there's group fitness instructors that don't? (laughs) <laughs> They're probably the, probably the 20% that are classically trained. Well, the st- the staggering part is that it's 30% of the general population that would self-report voice yeah. problems, but yet yeah, 80% yeah. of group fitness instructors. So again, going back to that whole, just because something is common does not mean that it's normal. 
And I hope that more and more of us are having these conversations about using our voice, whether we're using it as a performer would as part of how we like to coach people, which we get into as well in our course, as well as the the vocal health and hygiene of all of these wonderful tools that we can start implementing bit by bit so that we're teaching for as long as we want to teach and we're reaching our communities for as long as we want without being sidelined by an injury. Love it. Awesome. All right, Noel, Ashley, thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. If you liked this show, share it with your friends, subscribe on iTunes and leave us a five-star review. For show notes and free training on how to grow your fitness business, visit www.fitnesseducationonline.com.au. Are you a fitness professional looking to provide your clients with personalized meal plans? Well, check out Mealsy, the ultimate solution for creating custom meal plans in just a few simple clicks. With Mealsy, you can say goodbye to countless hours spent on meal planning. Our Australian meal planning web app is designed to save you time and effort so you can focus on what really matters, your clients and their success. Mealsy provides you with a vast library of recipes all created by nutrition professionals. From breakfast to dinner and everything in between, we've got you covered. Whether you want to create a custom meal plan tailored to your client's needs or choose from our selection of ready-made meal plans, Mealsy has the flexibility to accommodate your preferences. So why waste precious time and energy creating meal plans from scratch? Let Mealsy do the heavy lifting for you while you focus on delivering exceptional fitness services. Join the community of fitness professionals who have revolutionized their business with Mealsy. Visit our website at www.mealsy.com and sign up today. Mealsy, the smarter way to meal plan for fitness professionals.